to My Immune System Hates Me. Today's guest is... Drumroll, please. <laughs> me! Yes, it's me. It's Chelsea. Hi! You all know I've got rheumatoid arthritis, but I felt like I should fill you in on something else I've got. It's not an autoimmune disease, but it's another chronic condition that I've been dealing with for years. Barrett's esophagus. Barrett's esophagus is a condition caused by chronic acid reflux, where the lining of the esophagus adapts to the frequent exposure of stomach acid. Basically, the esophagus lining starts to transform and begins to resemble the lining of the small and large intestines. Those organs are built to withstand the acid, so the cells in the esophagus begin to adopt that stronger armor. Barrett's esophagus is a pre-malignant condition, meaning if left untreated, it can lead to esophageal cancer. How did I get here, you ask? Let's go back in time. In 2012, I was working as a singer slash dancer on a cruise ship. Two or three months into my contract, I noticed a weird clicking in my throat when I was singing. Now, I immediately thought I had nodes, little nodules that appear on your vocal cords, but those will often limit the range or quality of your voice. What I was experiencing hadn't changed my voice at all. I sounded the same, it just felt weird. It was so strange. I could feel it as I sang up the scale, but never on the way down. So I went to the ship doctor, and he gave me some cold medicine. I guess he thought sore throat equals a cold. Anyway, that didn't help me, so I went back again. This time he gave me some lozenges that would numb my throat. Still no improvement, so I went back a third time. This time he offered to book me an appointment with an ENT the next time we were at port. So I went to the ENT. He stuck a camera up my nose and into my throat, and there was the culprit. I had a granuloma on my vocal folds. As it turns out, I have pretty bad acid reflux and it had damaged my vocal folds. He told me that when I lie down, my stomach acid comes up into my esophagus and would hang out on my vocal cords. He assured me that taking a proton pump inhibitor, or PPI, should do the trick. It would block acid production and give my vocal folds time to heal. After being on the medication for about two weeks, I started feeling much better, and I only had to take it for three months, and then I was good to go. Or so I thought. A year later, my throat was hurting again. Not my vocal folds this time, but I had a constant burning sensation in my throat. Now I will say I have never had heartburn. I only feel the GERD symptoms in my throat. Anyway, I went to another ENT, and he gave me another few months of medication. I went on like this for five years, six months on medication, six months off, then another six months on and another six months off and on and on and on. Eventually, my primary care doctor decided to refer me to a gastroenterologist. She didn't like how consistently I had to be on the medication and wanted a specialist to check me out. The gastroenterologist booked me for an endoscopy. If you don't know what that is, it's when they stick a big old camera down your throat and into your stomach. They usually grab samples of tissues while they're in there too and do some testing. 
When I had my post-endoscopy follow-up, my doctor looked nervous, which didn't make me feel very assured. He said I had a hiatal hernia, which means my stomach was pressing into my esophagus, which could possibly be the cause of the reflux. And then he went on to tell me why he looked so concerned. Apparently, some of the images and tissue samples confirmed that I had Barrett's esophagus, this pre-cancerous condition. Well, at the word cancer, I was out. I honestly don't remember what else he said because I was too busy watching my life flash before my eyes. I called some loved ones after to tell them that I was going to have cancer, and they all laughed at me, so it didn't take me long to snap back to reality. My gastroenterologist wanted me to see a specialist in Barrett's esophagus, Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith is the coolest cucumber of a doctor I've ever met. He waltzed into the exam room, shook my hand, and then hopped up onto the counter because he's just too cool for chairs. He had reviewed my chart and was quite surprised to see me in his office. Apparently the people who are most at risk for developing Barrett's are overweight white men over the age of 60. So not me. He wanted to do his own endoscopy, this time with some special laser thing that takes better images of my esophagus. Before my endoscopy, he wanted me to try sleeping on an incline. This way the acid won't come up and rest on my throat when I sleep. I tried a wedge pillow, but I couldn't sleep with it because it was like I was sleeping sitting up. It was terrible. Then I tried to get bed risers, these little blocks that you put under the head of your bed, but I couldn't find any that fit my IKEA bed frame. I ended up spending some extra money and got a mattress elevator. It's like a ramp of foam that sits under my mattress. It was for sure the winner, cause I could like sleep just fine, but I do sometimes wake up and have slid down my mattress a couple inches. I also had to cut out all of my trigger foods, alcohol, chocolate, citrus fruits, tomatoes, and tomato sauce. The thing I struggled to surrender was coffee, but I figured I gave up enough of the other stuff that I could let coffee stay. Then I had my second endoscopy. When I woke up after the procedure, Dr. Smith came by to update me. Unfortunately, I was still super high and couldn't remember anything he said. When I was more lucid and on my way out the door, I asked all the nurses what he said and none of them knew. My follow-up was three months later, so I basically just had to wait in suspense. When I finally had my follow-up, he told me that only a small area of my esophagus had Barrett's and that if I kept up with my meds, it probably won't become cancerous. Woohoo! Oh yeah, I'm not gonna have cancer! He was still, however, concerned at the amount of acid that was working its way into my esophagus. He thought maybe my esophageal sphincter... <laughs> sphincter. Um, he thought maybe my esophageal sphincter wasn't closing tight enough, therefore allowing the acid to leak through. He had a few more tests he wanted to run and warned that depending on the results of those tests, I might need surgery. The test he had me do has by far been the worst experience. I went into his office and had a thick tube thing inserted through my nose and into my stomach. I then had to swallow salt water while this thing monitored the strength of my swallow. They removed the beast and then inserted a thinner wire that went 42 inches into my body. 
The wire was attached to a monitor, and I had to leave this thing in overnight. It's called an esophageal pH test, and it monitors the amount of acid that flows into the esophagus during a 24-hour period. Anytime I ate, lay down, or felt a symptom, I had to push a button on the monitor and write it down in a little journal. I was basically in tears all day. It hurt to swallow, it hurt to talk, and I was real mad about it. When it was finally over, they ripped it out, I mean literally ripped it out, and sent me on my way. Dr. Smith called me a few days later to let me know that everything was looking good and that surgery wouldn't be necessary. Oh yeah, no surgery, everything is good. He said, I can check up again next year and we'll have an endoscopy every three years to monitor it. He also said at my next endoscopy, they can fix my hiatal hernia by basically popping it into place. And that brings us to today. I still have to take my PPI meds daily and will probably have to until the end of time. It slightly complicates my medicine routine because I have to take my RA meds twice daily with a meal and my Barrett's meds 30 minutes prior to eating. I've got so many different medication alarms, you guys. Anywho, that has been my experience with acid reflux and Barrett's esophagus. If you've got any questions about anything I mentioned, like where I got my mattress elevator or why I can't say sphincter without laughing, let me know. You can get in touch by emailing myimmunesystempod at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Chelsea Boom, or you can find the show on Instagram at myimmunesystempod. If you've got a chronic condition and would like to share your story on the podcast, hit me up. And if you like the show, don't forget to rate it. And now it's disclaimer time. Any information discussed in this podcast is strictly my opinion and those of my guests and are for informational purposes only. We are speaking from our personal experiences and you should always consult with your doctor or medical team. Bye for now. 